1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: You are locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into PostCast. BYU gets back into the win column, beating Washington State 21-19. It wasn't easy. It wasn't pretty for large stretches. But all that matters is we are fond of saying here on the podcast, BYU got the W. They're now 6-2 on the season and we are talking about it. Your comments, my initial takeaways, all coming up right now on PostCast. What's good, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking some time to join us right here on a special postcast edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Recording this late on a Saturday night. Usually I record them earlier, but you know, family duties come first. And by the way, thank you to all of you for your kind messages. Had a little bit of a I will call a health emergency with my wife on Thursday night as I was actually recording the Locked on Cougars podcast. Uh, The reason why Friday's edition was shortened is because that's all I had recorded, and I ran out of time on Friday during the day after all of that to record anymore, so I figured, you know what? I'm going to throw up what I've got, let people hear it, and we're back doing another edition now. We'll have another full edition for you guys, bright and early, well, not so bright and early, Monday. All right, come out sometime on Sunday once I'm done re-watching the game, doing my film analysis. We'll get to our film review Monday edition of the podcast. So thank you for your support. Thank you for your kind messages. And just thank you for being with us, being part of this. It's a blast to do this podcast and cannot thank you guys enough for being a part of the Locked On Cougars family. Now, let's talk a little bit about BYU and Washington State. I think all of us out there hoped and expected BYU would get back into the win column, and they did it yet again, winning 21-19. to My initial takeaway from this game is it feels a whole lot better to win a game than it is to lose a game. That's kind of my overall takeaway from this. Was this game pretty? No, absolutely not. BYU only scored 21 points in this game. Their defense had issues, but also, at the same time, BYU followed their formula for success this year. What, I, what do I mean by that, you're probably wondering? Is BYU will build up a lead, they'll figure things out, they'll build up enough of a lead, and then they get the ball back with four or five minutes to go in the game, needing to put together a drive, they need to kill the clock, and what do they do? They turn around and say, number 25, Tyler Algier, take us to the promised land, young man, and that's exactly what. What Algier did in this game for BYU, totaling 32 carries. That's a lot of carries, there's no doubt about that, but 191 yards. And he leads BYU back into the win calm, officially making the Cougars a bowl eligible for the 2020 season. And Algier, absolutely legendary performances this year. This is just the latest one. As I mentioned, 32 for 191, averaging six yards per carry. Had the two touchdowns, one of them diving in for what eventually proved to be the winning score as he flew seemingly onto a defensive back and flattened that poor defensive back on his way through. But huge win for BYU because coming off those two losses, BYU needed to regain some swagger. They needed to regain some of the toughness and some of the just overall, what, what am I trying to say? they the, the kind of the overall, I don't know how to describe it. They just needed to get back into the wind column. They needed to regain some momentum. That's what it was. They needed to get some momentum back on their side. And that's what they did. the final. The Cougars win this game over the Cougars. Jaron Hall, after notching back-to-back career performances, he had 302 yards passing against Boise State, and then last week 342 yards versus Baylor. He has a pretty healthy uh, game. 15-20, of 143 yards, averaging 7.2 yards per attempt. No touchdowns, no interceptions, and you know what? I think he will take it any day of the week if he can win a game, rather than going out and playing for the stats. That's the type of young man that he is and BYU benefited from his ability to extend plays he used his feet effectively when he needed to in this game he tallied eight carries was sacked a couple of times but I did have some nice runs in there to mix things up for BYU so I think this is a win that hopefully BYU can take some stuff from and build on it as they get ready to welcome Virginia to Provo Bronco Mendenhall bring in his Cavaliers team clear across the country in late October Gonna be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it. Late night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium next week and of course, that means post-cast, postcast will probably be posted in the wee hours of Sunday morning. But nonetheless, love hanging out with you guys. Uh, one thing, by the way, also on the Washington State front is after games where they rushed for 24 and 27 attempts overall as a team in the losses to Boise State and Baylor, and seemingly lost their way a little bit. Speaking of BYU, what do the Cougars do? They get back to doing what they did, what they've done previously. 48 rushing attempts, a season-high 238 rushing yards as a team, averaging 5 yards per carry, three, all three of their touchdowns coming on the ground, Lopina Katoa notching the other one outside of Algier. This is the formula for BYU this year to have success, folks. Yes, the high-flying offense that Zach Wilson showed during the 2020 season, that was a ton of fun. I'll, I'll be honest. It was so much fun to watch him gunning the ball downfield, big play after big play. But I think the 2021 version of BYU, the way they're going to win games is controlling the game and putting it uh, into their terms, putting it on their own terms. That means a lot of ball control, running the ball, effectively having long drives, 9, 10, 11 play drives that you cap off with a touchdown. That is the formula for success this season if you're BYU. And based on what I've seen so far from this team, it's what's going to get them to 10 wins potentially if they can run the table the rest of the way. I think truly the biggest test remaining on BYU's schedule, considering USC just seems like they are just falling apart at the seams and they're just waiting to ultimately implode. I think the Virginia game next week is the toughest game remaining for BYU on their schedule. They beat Virginia next week. There is no reason to think that BYU can't be going to LA on Thanksgiving weekend to face off against USC, sitting at nine and two and playing for a 10 and two record. And at that point, I'd actually believe that BYU is probably back in the national rankings at some level. It's a huge opportunity staring BYU in the face. And I think the way they're gonna win these games is steady doses of Tyler Algier in the BYU run game put it on the offensive line and the offensive line they relish stuff like that yeah coach let us do it we'll, we'll we'll open the hole we'll get the necessary yards let us do it and I think that was evidenced by BYU facing a third and seven needing to finish off this game against Washington State what do they do they hand it to Tyler Algier he breaks into the second level and picks up nine yards when he needed seven on third down that's swagger that's belief that's what BYU needs to do Is this year going to be one of the seasons that you write home about for years to come, about how great BYU's offense was? Probably not. But if they win 10 games, it's a memorable season, so do what works. I think they got away from that a little bit in both the losses to Boise State and Baylor. They seemingly found themselves a little bit here against Washington State, and hopefully they can follow this formula and it can turn into a positive season once again. And I feel like BYU fans, yes, frustrated a little bit with the performance because it wasn't flashy, it wasn't sexy, it wasn't high-flying, but a win is a win is a win. You always want to see your team have more points on the board than the other team. I'm very, very fond of saying that, and I'll stick with it. You just want your team to win. That's what it boils down to. That's the essence of of being a fan of a team and it's good news BYU wins that game by the way how critical did that PAT that Washington State butchered Uh, the holder just couldn't handle the snap got up Uh, had he actually been able to have an arm to even throw a football more than two feet it felt like they actually might have scored two there and crazy enough could have won this game in in a situation like that but just awful, and then Washington State has to go for two. They do an end-around, and BYU's defense, to their credit, stays at home, played their assignments, and sniffed it out. Very, very positive signs from the BYU defense. I know they gave up yardage, folks, but yet again, they hold another Power 5 team under 20 points. That's impressive. You've got to give credit where credit's due, and to I know he's a lightning rod for many of you out there, but this defense did their job. They held Washington State down. They gave BYU the necessary uh, the cushion, I guess, or just they, they, gave, they held Washington State below 20 points. That's tough to do at any level of football these days. And a very impressive outing for them, all things considered, I felt like. Maybe I'm up in the night on that, and we're going to get your comments here momentarily, momentarily and let you guys sound off on it. So let's do that. Let's get you guys, get your takes on it. I'll be sure to respond and chime in with my thoughts. We'll get to those in just a moment. First, though, today's podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at Elevate Fitness. Of course, Rich and the team have been critical to helping me lose a lot of weight this past year. I have been trying to get myself back into shape for years. And I mean that sincerely. I've tried all kinds of different things. Wasn't until I met with Rich Hart and the team over at Elevate Fitness and Insulin IQ that I truly came to understand, okay, here's what you need to do, Jake. Here are your options for it. And let's move forward. What I love about Elevate Fitness is it's not a rigid system. You don't have to do things the exact way they want you to have success. They give you the guidelines. It's a guidelines, and then you operate within those guidelines, and the results speak for themselves. I've told you guys multiple times, I have dropped 46 pounds. Actually, no, this past week it was 48 pounds. I'm verging on 50 pounds lost overall in the this past year. We started this program way back in late February. Um, my first meeting with Rich was actually On uh, St. Patrick's Day, of all things, so in March, and we're now into October, late October, I've dropped nearly 50 pounds. Folks, I'm a walking testimonial of what they can do over at Elevate Fit, Fitness and Insulin IQ. So if you want to learn more about it, as I said, it's 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 kind of it's more of a guideline-based thing where if you work within the guidelines they give you, it's going to guarantee you success. So give it a shot. You go to InsulinIQ.com slash Elevate. That's InsulinIQ.com slash Elevate. You can learn more about the system, what they're trying to do, their overarching goals, and also schedule an initial consultation with Rich, one of the members of his team. The best part is, is that initial consultation is free. Free and there is no obligation beyond that. You've got nothing to lose other than to try it and see if it's the right fit for you. So that's insuliniq.com/elevate. And when you meet with Rich, one of the members of his team, tell him that Jay Catch and Locked On Cougars sent you. So once again, visit them now: insuliniq.com/elevate. Get losing the weight and do it with our friends at Elevate.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles
2: All right, it's your time to shine. Your guys' comments here on Locked On Cougars, but first, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Absolutely a privilege to be with you guys every day talking all things BYU sports, so thank you for your support. It's your guys' time to shine, though, as I mentioned. Let's get to the comments now. We'll start off with Tyson Davis, at Lil Davis underscore, says, the Pac-12 title game, here we come. Now, let's see if we can't crack the top 25 again. Tyson, I think BYU, if they beat Virginia, will be back in the top 25, I am not anticipating them being in the top 25 this week but come Halloween October 31st I can see BYU being in the top 25 at that point we'll see uh it's going to take obviously uh, the n- nationwide voters falling back in love with BYU but there are a lot of writers out there who have uh, I don't know how to say it, an infatuation with BYU so I expect the BYU gets back to winning, they're going to be back in the top 25 pretty quick. That's just my thought on it. Our good friend Brian at 49er Cook said, hashtag just win. That's a good point. All it is, just win, baby. That's what we all care about here. Big Uncle Pooh uh, saying, we won. That is all that matters. Now we get ready for Virginia. It will be a long day of tailgating. and Folks, if you've not tailgated with Adrian, the crew down there at BYU, I would encourage you, Make next week against Virginia your opportunity to do so. They do it right. I've done it with them often. I need to get back down there because I promised Pooh multiple times I'd make it out to a tailgate. I have not done so yet this year. I need to get down there myself. So if you want to go enjoy some incredible food and socialize with some awesome BYU fans, well, go tailgate with Poo and the, and the guys down there at BYU. Glenn G. Hansen, 25, said Algiers a beast and he carried the offense in the second half. No doubt about that. 32 carries, 191 yards. Kind of a throwback game if you really uh, look at it. That's more of what a running back you'd see in what the 1970s, 1980s league and NFL team to a victory, and would be considered a first-round draft pick in that era. Now it's just like, okay, how many carries is he going to get put on his body before we draft him in the? fourth or fifth round it feels like i'm not saying that that's where tyler algier is going to go it's just that's how much devalued uh how, how devalued the running back position has become in the nfl daniel haslam a win is a win back to work on monday very good point there is no rest for the weary when it comes to byu this is a team that's beat up but they've got to get themselves ready for virginia uh, next comment from our good friend Casey phillinson of FinDaddy81. Young guys getting lots of game experience. Didn't realize this team was that injured. Death is an experience, but they played just good enough to get the W. It's a good point. is relying on a lot of underclassmen right now, and they're getting a lot of meaningful reps. Many of you, I think, have forgotten the slow climb to the 2020 season. A lot of those guys who were seniors who got NFL opportunities, 12 of them from last year's team, a lot of them were two- and three-year starters at minimum. Some may have been four-year starters. It's been a long time coming for BYU building up to that 2020 season. They're still using some of the guys from that team, but there's a lot of other guys who are stepping in to replace those guys who are getting valuable game experience. It's always a cycle when it comes to football. And as guys kind of get to their junior and senior seasons and they've been given the, the right opportunities, it seems like they start to come through and really understand the scheme and become the stars that BYU needs to win with. And right now, BYU is benefiting from the slow climb that that 2017, 2018, 2019 brought. 2020 was the payoff year, and obviously 2021 could be another payoff year if everything goes right the rest of the way here. Nick Chadwick and Nick Chadwick15, is it the bye week yet? How many players are out today that you think will be available next week? Well, according to Kalani Satake in the post game. Gunnar Romney and James MP, who came up injured in this game against Washington State, uh, he considered them doubtful for next week. So sending good healing vibes to both of them. Hopefully they can make a quick recovery and get back out there. But they do need a bye week. There's no doubt about that. But there is no rest for BYU. Still two more games before they finally get to that bye week in November. Crazy, crazy stuff on that front. Mitch, Mitch P underscore 87, a lot of confusion on what happened to the defense. Brilliant defense than the team that played Utah and ASU. Oh, excuse me. Not brilliant. Different defense. That's a very different term. Different defense than the team that played Utah and ASU. Maybe Peely makes that big of a difference. Keenan Peely does make a difference, but BYU, I thought, actually played a pretty good defensive game by and large in this one. Jaden DeLora, he was not able to really attack downfield. BYU's defensive backs held up for the most part, especially missing George Udo and Ammon Hanneman. I don't get why Jacob Robinson was moved into the safety spot rather than moving Chaz Ayu back to safety, but a lot of things that BYU is doing on defense don't make sense to me these days. So we'll see what happens. Coach Speak at Coach Speak 66 uh, says, Good win on the road. Still some issues, but when you can win despite your issues, it means that you're probably a pretty good team. Not top 10, apparently, but probably top 25. I think that's actually not a bad take there. Is this a top 25 caliber team? We'll find out soon enough. They beat Virginia, as I said earlier on. I think they will be back in the top 25, but they've got to go beat Virginia. If they make it inside the top 25 after beating Washington State in this fashion, cool, but... I just don't think that they will. We'll see. Uh, Preston and Corinne Arnold. One more thought here before uh, we take another timeout. Preston and Corinne Arnold saying defensive adjustments. The defense looked like it had stayed in the locker room on that first drive. Uh, Still plenty to fix, but the defense rose up and did enough to win the game. Offense needs to get rolling a bit more. I agree. The offense would be better if it could attack downfield a little bit more. But obviously, BYU attacked downfield a lot versus Baylor. Washington State schemed for it. They sat back and said, okay, well, dare you to beat us in the short game, uh, intermediate routes, that type of stuff. And Jaron Hall did a good job by and large, 75% completion percentage. You'll take it. Do you want to see him push it down the field more? Sure. But when the opportunity is not presented to you or it's not a smart play, No reason to force it. Uh, Oh, by the way, I I missed one here. Coach Speak actually had a second tweet here. It says, and despite my not being fond of the offense overall, it worked well in the second half, so credit has to be given to A-Rod for that. Aaron Roderick did realize that Tyler Algier and the run game were going to be the key to BYU winning this game, in the second half he leaned on it. 32 carries, 191 yards later, 238 yards as a team. By the way, the highest output rushing on the season, even out doing the Utah game, and BYU gets out of Pullman with the victory. I think it's a good win for BYU, solid win. I'm not saying spectacular because you only won by two. I get all that, but still, a win is a win is a win, and it was a solid win. At All right, I'll get to more of your comments here in just a moment. First thing, though, let's talk about our friends over at All Guard Pest Control. If you guys want a team that is absolutely stellar and will make sure you guys are taken care of, there's no just uh, squeaking by when it comes to the pest control game. That's our friends at All Guard Pest Control. Seth Baird, one of the biggest BYU fans I know, and he'd love nothing more than to talk about the Cougars with you while he's treating your home for whatever pest control issues you guys have got. You can throw anything at Seth and his team over at All Guard Pest Control and they'll make sure you are taken care of. They do it right. They've got the expertise, the know-how, the manpower to make sure all of your pest control needs, whether residential or commercial, are handled appropriately, professionally, and just done the right way. It's a company based in Utah counties. You can support a local company. They're capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, even out of the Tooele and Wasatch County areas. If you want them to come out, they'd be happy to see what they can do for you. Feel free to give them a call anytime, 801 one eight five one one eight one two. That's 801-851-1812. Tell them that Jay Catch and Locked on Cougars sent you uh, when you stop by or give them that call. You also can go to their website, by the way, allguardpestcontrols.com. That's allguardpestcontrols with an S.com. Great company, local company who does it the right way. They've serviced my house for the better part of three years now. They are the best of the best. That's All Guard Pest Control, a proud partner with us here on Locked on Cougars. All right, more comments from you guys as we round out this postcast edition of Locked On Cougars. Let's start off with our friend Nick Lee at Nick Lee 51. Still kind of shocked the BYU won. Washington State seemed motivated, and that first half was not encouraging on offense, BYU only scoring seven points. I get that. The winning formula is very clear play enough defense for Tyler Algier to ice the game late. Time to celebrate in Pullman and watch some Kraken hockey. And Nick is a Seattle Kraken fan like myself. We've latched on with the NHL's newest team and Kraken did suffer a tough loss tonight in their home opener 4-2 but Nick was in Pullman watching BYU win so at least you got one of your teams to win Nick so congratulations we'll commiserate over the Kraken loss later. Jimmy White at spider underscore and 86 saying coaching staff needs to find an answer for this weak defense. No pass rush not being able to stop the run, can't defend the pass, can't tackle one-on-one. We need a lot more urgency out there. However, I couldn't be happier that we got the W. Winning ugly is still winning, baby, with the Shaka hand emoji deal. I think that that's actually a decent point. The defense does have its issues. The tackling is just abysmal. The guy's are just sliding off tackles. I don't get it. What, what what happened to wrapping up and holding on until your teammates can come and clean up? Is that not something that BYU's capable of doing? It's something these kids have been taught from the time they were three and four years old playing this sport. You wrap up, you hold on for dear life. If you can't bring the guy down by yourself, understand that your teammates will rally to the tackle and come help you out. I, I don't know. I, I just don't get that part of it. That part of it in particular on defense is irksome to me. So that's kind of where I stand on that. Rich Nilsen at Rags and shout out that, pa- that the Pac-12 finally has a chance of getting a team into the playoff. Well, okay, I, I, I get that takeaway, but BYU is not necessarily in the Pac-12, and they're also probably not going to the playoff. Uh, Oregon maybe has a shot at it, but they squeaked by UCLA. I don't know. Pac-12 is interesting. Tricky T, our good friend, Tricky Tanner, saying great effort by the offensive line. Defense still has issues, but they're back in the win column. Hashtag go Cougs. Tricky T, good point there. Effort by the offensive line, especially late to open those holes for Tyler Algier to ice this game. You cannot overlook those guys, especially the fact that James Empey was carted off the field in the first half with what appeared to be a lower leg injury. It looked like ankle. He had ice on it. It's not good. BYU gets Joe Tukuwafu back in this game and then loses James Empey. Jeez, this offensive line that's been so critical for BYU, they need to get healthy. But the good news is, as you mentioned, they did enough to win the game. That's all that matters. Uh, Matt and M. Staples, 5. Tyler, hashtag, uh, Tyler Sledgehammer Algier was a beast. Yes, I have coined the nickname Tyler Algier. It's self-appointed for myself. Tyler Algier is the sledgehammer. That's my nickname for him. Let me know if you love it or if you hate it. I don't care either way. It's what I'm going with. But as Matt says, Tyler's sledgehammer Algier was a beast. He put the team on his back. We got the win. Need more from the defense, but we will move on to the return of Bronco. Yes, you probably need more from the defense, especially considering Bronco Mendenhall has one of the most potent offenses yardage-wise that we've seen in some time with Virginia. They put up 636 yards in a win over Georgia Tech. The defense for Virginia needs some work like BYU's. They gave up 570 yards to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, so... Might be a high flying affair in Provo next Saturday, just saying. Uh, Nick, Nick Warner, six, saying not a sharply played game by the Cougars. Which Cougars are you talking about, Nick? I know who you're talking about joke. More missed tackles, injuries taking their toll. Can't believe that Nakua didn't get more targets. A win is a win. I was told by somebody up at the game, speaking with Puka after the game, he actually injured his hand. Don't know how seriously, but that may explain the lack of targets for Puka Nakua. He actually wasn't officially targeted in the passing game in the win. So, Maybe that played into it. He did have two carries, I believe, for 26 yards, 13 uh, yards per rush in terms of the rushing game on that kind of that fly-sweep action. But obviously, one of BYU's best receivers, if not soon becoming their best receiver, not getting targets, maybe the injury concern played into that. We'll find out. See, we can find out for us. Gecko at Gakota uh, at Gecko G A Gecko Gab. Excuse me. Fantastic win, much needed for the confidence. Bull eligible, fans happy. Another tough one coming next Saturday. Hopefully, they have enough to get one more win and then some rest. Well, they got to get two more wins because they have Idaho State the week after the game against Virginia. And yes, that is in essence a little bit of a bye week. You can rest some guys if Tyler Algier suits up for that game without like him demanding to play. Uh, I don't know. I, I would consider benching a bunch of guys for that game and saying, okay, you need to rest. You need the two weeks off. But that's just me. We'll see what happens. That's still a ways off here. Heimdall at Heimdall Rider saying no one on D knows how to tackle, much less catch the ball when it hits their face uh, with the kind of tongue sticking out like laughing emoji. Offense is decent. Yes, Malik Moore did miss two gift-wrapped interceptions, but he did have a great interception earlier on in the game. Would he trade the two pass breakups officially credited with on those two draft INTs for one of the interceptions? Absolutely, but good plays to put himself in position. Malik Moore has actually been pretty impressive to me. I thought there were a lot of question marks around him at safety for BYU. By and large, though, he's been very solid for BYU. I've been impressed with him on the back end of BYU's defense. A few more comments here before we wrap things up. Caleb Newby at Caleb Newby 5 saying, A hard-fought game. O-line stepped up with a lot of backups in. I still don't know what to think of the defense, but that's why I'm not a coach. And Tyler Algier is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, when he has games like that, speaking of Algier, I completely get that sentiment. Very impressive outing from him. And uh, yeah, the defense, it still is a mystery in some ways. But there is one thing you cannot take away from them. They're holding opponents down, and they're not opponents that be what you face in 2020. There's no other, you didn't play a power five. They have played five power five teams so far this year, and they've held a number of them under 20 points, especially this one against Washington State. It's not easy to do, folks. Pretty potent offenses. The BYU is limiting, so got to give credit where it's due on defense. At least the scoring defense is doing some good things. Adam Smart at A Smart 97. Love the win, and Tyler is badass. But the defense needs to tackle better. I agree. I already mentioned the tackling. You just need sometimes as a guy, if you can't make the tackle, get the guy down on the ground. Just hold on for dear life. It's not fun. It's not glamorous. It's not pretty. But it's what you were taught to do from the time that you were a young buck playing this sport. Just do it. Uh, T. Smith, a Tuckinator, saying get more time on the jugs pass catching machine. Well, Malik Moriash, yes, maybe he does want to have the jugs machine shooting balls at him so he can make those interceptions. But nonetheless, still a good outing from him. Michael Smith and Mike goes why Jaron way too tentative in making some bad throws. He completed seventy five percent of his passes. I don't get that. Uh, having to rely too much on Algier is really risky. There is a concern with that. Are you giving him too many carries? You're relying on him too much. There is that concern. And then BYU has a bad history when, re- when relying on key players to make all of the plays. The team needs to step up from Michael. Okay, I think the def- the team as a whole. Yes, they probably can step up a little bit more. But I think coming off two losses a win is what you needed. That just needed to, They needed to get the losing taste out of their mouth, and getting the win, I think, is a good thing. Now I think they can get back to, okay, here's where we need to buckle in a little bit better and be a little tighter on this and do this better going into the Virginia game. It's kind of rebuilding their confidence a little bit. Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, just getting that win, no matter how it came against Washington State, I think you take that, and now you move on. All right, final two comments here. Jeremy at Jer0212, hashtag lackluster in all areas of the game. There was lackluster, I felt like. The defense had some lackluster moments. The offense had lackluster moments. Uh, Special teams, Jake Oldroyd, by the way, his kicking issues all of a sudden, man, it's. (laughs) I don't know what to make of that. Can you rely on him? Can you not rely on him? There are a lot of unknowns there, especially for a guy who has made six of eight field goals so far this year. I, I don't know. He goes from being a Groza Award finalist last year to suddenly it's just iffy. It's really, really weird. And I hope that he can get things sorted out on his end and he can become that weapon the BYU really enjoyed having during the 2020 season. Final comment here goes to Ryan Welling at Ryan underscore Welling saying BYU is an excellent team. Still room for improvement, like in the trenches, but a a powerhouse in the West. If BYU continues to recruit and develop on both sides of the line, they could be a real contender in the Big 12. All right, Ryan, I like your optimism. This is, by the way, we're kind of building things up here for BYU, heading into the Big 12 in 2023. The nice part is you're not getting dropped right away into the Big 12 and having to compete right away, similar to what teams like Utah have had to do. BYU knows when they're going in, and now they can ramp up for it. You recruit to it. You tell young men, by the time you show up here on campus, if you commit here and come here, you're going to be a Big 12 player. That is actually an advantage for BYU because they can build up and hopefully have some momentum going into Big 12 play. Will it ultimately yield a great run right out of the gate when they join the conference? No one really knows until they actually go out there and become a member of the conference and do all that. But... I do like the lead time they're being given here. That is actually a little bit of a blessing in disguise for the BYU football program. All right, that's going to do it for this postcast edition of the show. Thanks again for your guys' support. Hope you all are doing great out there. We will be back uh, with our Monday edition, our film review Monday edition of the show, what I took away after re-watching the game. Some point on Sunday, I typically try to get it out by the early evening hours. Kind of depends on how my day is going, but we'll have that for you guys. And of course, we'll have you covered in the lead-up to the, we call it the Bronco Bowl, Bronco Mendenhall coming back. to Lavelle Edwards Stadium, a place he won 99 games in 10 years. It's going to be an interesting dynamic with this game, especially with Bronco Mendenhall and a lot of guys who are familiar with BYU on his staff making their return to Provo. Some unique stuff and we'll have it all covered for you. But until then, thank you for your support of the podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Make sure to follow the show on social media on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars, my personal Twitter feed if you'd like to get my thoughts there. Go to Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, you can email the show, on BYU at gmail dot com is the email address until next time this has been post Cash as the cougars speaking of byu beat the washington state cougars 21 to 19 get to 6 and 2 and now get ready for virginia see ya